Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for 2 Kings chapter 7. Elder Orson Hyde said, Once on a time there was a great famine in Samaria, and so sore was that famine that a mule's head sold for four score pieces of silver in the market, and a cab of dove's dung sold for food in the market. I cannot recollect for how much. We should consider it pretty much of a task or penalty to be compelled to use an article like that for food, but the people of Samaria were sorely distressed with famine, and which way to turn to save themselves they knew not. About this time the king of Syria, with a large army, came to besiege the city, and there was a mighty host of them, and they brought everything in the shape of food that was necessary for the comfort and happiness of man. And although the famine was so sore among the Samaritans, the old prophet Elisha told them that on the next day meal should be sold in the gate of their city at very low figures, lower than it had ever been known to be sold before. A certain nobleman who heard the prophecy of Elisha expressed his doubt of its truth, and he said that if the windows of heaven were opened and meal poured down, from above it could not fall to such low figures. Now see what he got by doubting the words of the prophet. Said Elisha to him, Your eyes shall see it, but you shall not taste it. That night the Lord sent forth the angels of his presence, and they made a rustling in the trees, and sounds like horses' hooves and chariots, as if the whole country had combined to go out to battle against the Syrians, and they did not know what to make of it, and they were frightened, and fled, leaving almost everything that they had brought with them. In the borders of the town, as they went, the rustling of the trees and the noise of the horses and chariots seemed to pursue them, and in order to make their burdens as light as possible, they threw them away. They threw away everything that they had with them, and their track was strewed with everything good and, des- and desirable. The next morning, the people of Samaria went out and brought the spoils into the market, and it was overstocked with provisions. And the word of the Lord through the prophet was fulfilled. Now you see, the Lord knew they had eaten mules' heads long enough, and they had and that they had need of something more palatable. He had had the matter under advisement, no doubt, when the crusade was inaugurated against the people of Samaria. And he, in all probability, inspired them to to take abundant supplies that they might feel all the more confident on account of their great numbers being so well provided for. They no doubt calculated that they had the sure thing, little thinking that God was making them pack animals to take to his people what they needed. Their father in heaven knew that they had need of them, and he sent them, and the people of Samaria brought them into market, and behold, and lo, the multitude rushed together, just as hungry people will, and this nobleman came out also, and he was trodden down underfoot and stamped to death. He saw, but it, but he did not, ta- but he never tasted it. That is the reward of those who disbelieve the prophets of God. It was so then, and if the same thing does not occur in every instance, something of a similar character is sure to take place. Uh, I might insert here that they, if if they aren't killed physically, then might, maybe spiritually they would by not following the prophet. There was no living faith in that man. He could not believe the testimony of the prophets, and in this he was like some of our, what shall I say, great men, whose faith is weak and sickly, and they think they know it all and can chalk out right 
and left that which would be best for building up the kingdom of God. In a similar prophecy, Heber C. Kimball prophesied that the saints in the Salt Lake Valley would be able to purchase goods more cheaply than they could back east. The prophecy was fulfilled when thousands came through the valley during the California gold rush. All right, verse 1. Gee, I've already told the story, haven't I? All right, anyway. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a lord, or officer, or aide, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. In other words, don't doubt the prophet. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? So this is probably Gehazi, the servant, of, the former servant of Elisha and his sons, according to Jew, Jewish tradition. If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we, we die also. Now therefore come, and let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die." For they rose up in the twilight to go unto the camp of the Syrians, and when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said unto one another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went in to, to one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Then they said one to another, We do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now therefore come, that we may go and tell the king's household. So they came and called in unto the porter of the city, and they told them, saying, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no man there, neither voice of man, but horses tied and asses tied, and the tents as they were. And he called the porters, and they told it to the king's house within. And the king arose in the night, and said unto his servants, I will now show you what the Syrians have done to us. They, now, they know that we be hungry, therefore they are gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we, will catch, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Let some take, I pray thee, five of the horses that remain, which are left in the city. Behold, they are as all the multitude of Israel that are left in it. Behold, I say, they are even as all the multitude of the Israelites that are consumed. And let us send and see. They took, therefore, two chariot horses, and the king sent after the host of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. And they went after them into Jordan, unto Jordan, and lo, all the way was full of garments and vessels, which the Syrians had cast away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians, so a measure of time, I'm sorry, a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on, on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trode upon him in the gate, and he died, and as the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him. And it came to pass, as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two measures of barley for a shekel, and a measure of fine flour for a shekel, shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. 
And that and that Lord answered the man of God and said, Now behold, if the Lord should make windows in heaven, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt not see it thine with thine eyes, but shalt thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. And so it fell unto, out unto him, and the people trod upon him in the gate, and he died. Okay, so the accident there, and the guy that said those bad things died. All right, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.